Welcome back to the Embody Your Wild podcast. My name is Jasmine and I am your host. Before we get started today, what I'd really love to ask of you is if you are enjoying the podcast, that you follow, subscribe, rate and review on the platform that you are listening, whether that's Spotify or Apple. It only takes a minute and actually what happens when you do is it it brings it into more people's view. It, it The more um, subscribes and follows it gets, the more um, ratings it, and reviews this podcast receives, the more it works the algorithm, so to speak. So yeah, if you are enjoying it and you're receiving a lot from it, I would be so grateful for that. Today's episode is all around the art of holding space. Now, with this, I actually want to speak into the fact that this is, this is predominantly a conversation for those within the wellness and spiritual industry who are working in this in this field however it also has threads into life as well you know we can also be space holders to our loved ones our work colleagues family friends partners children so I'm hoping that there's some some good stuff in this in this space for everyone and anyone who is drawn into pressing play and listening. I have been working in this field properly since 2016 started to dabble in 2015, then started to teach yoga very sporadically in 2016, and then 2017 was when it kind of all became a little bit more regular. And from there, my whole, if you follow me on social media, you know that from yoga teacher to where I am now, there's been a massive evolution within the self, but also within what I offer and what I share. And to me, actually, it's completely normal. I don't believe that we are here to stay stagnant. I believe that our work evolves as we evolve. And I'm gonna say something that's gonna ruffle some feathers, but if you are, in this world and there isn't an evolution within your work then where is that mirroring mirroring back you can kind of tell sometimes i i notice it predominantly within the yoga teaching world is where there's almost this just get to the point of like you can do it on autopilot and actually there's no soul behind it anymore and that's what I'm speaking about when I say there's no more evolution. You can be a yoga teacher for 20 years and continually learning and evolving and shifting and connecting and all of the things. It doesn't mean that you have to 
go on a journey from being yoga teacher to coach, facilitator, breathwork trainer or whatever it is to have an evolution. But if you're noticing and you can always, you can tell, you can tell, just going to pop that out there, when a teacher is on autopilot and is just doing doing their thing at the front of the class and there's no soul in it there's no soul in it it's very rigid it's very structured and i'm not even meaning in the in the like yoga poses themselves but in the there's no space for opening there's no space for an opening within the students, within the clients. Um, there's just this very rigid format. And again, it's not wrong. It feeds the masses if that's what what's needed in the sense of some people just want to go and bash out a 60-minute ashtanga, vinyasa, hat, whatever it is, and then go about their day. Not everyone is wanting and willing to see everything as an opening and there's teachers that will give you that space to just do what you want to do and then go home and it's also that's not wrong but I'm not really speaking into or to those people I'm really speaking into those who are really calling to deepen to deepen and connect with themselves and to allow that to trickle out into their offerings. There is an art form to holding space. You know, there's there's always this, this discussion of Oh, not everyone can hold space for people. And I don't believe that. I think if you are on a path of guiding people and holding people, there is already a call to you. There's already a call there. And you've listened to that call because you have received the nudge and have followed the thread into the unknown, into the mystery, into not really knowing what that's going to look like. And it's an evolution each day. I remember when I first started teaching yoga, and I first started teaching yoga I could feel this like essence, this very intangible knowing that my my flavor of space holding and i didn't I didn't even have the language for it back then, um but my language of like holding space for people was was there and brewing, but I didn't know what it was, and there is something around this like time will support and evolve that and deepen you into it like every time I hold a one-to-one session a circle there's this deepening in even more into how I hold space how I facilitate how I witness people and also my capacity to hold and 
I also feel like that there's a little bit of a disservice to brand new facilitators, coaches or guides where trainings offer such a huge range of information to teaching asana, to mindset work, to um, learning your Reiki tools, whatever it is. Um, And there's also a huge piece missing. It's very focused on like the theory. And then there's the piece of how do we actually work with real people? You know, not people that were in your training, not your coach, not your Reiki teacher, not your yoga teacher, not the yoga teacher trainees that you were on your training course with. How do you work with the general public? Now, this doesn't mean like in a asana based way, not in a posture based way or meditation, but how do you as a facilitator as a space holder, create that space for more of an unravelling, for more of a becoming and unbecoming at the same time, to hold space and witness people through their processes, whilst seeing each session that you run as an educational tool for yourself, because I promise you, (laughs) no session is the same. Even your yoga classes, which can sometimes feel a little bit more like, you know, if there's like postures that are like regular or um, that you repeat in your classes or sequences that, you know, have, have their place in your in your sessions, the energy of what people come in with is always gonna be different. We don't know what people have arrived with. And that is a beautiful thing, really beautiful thing is because we we are, whether we realize it or not, we're working energetically with the unknown. And when we give ourselves space and time to really deepen into the way that we want to create space for others, we actually offer them a deeper invitation into really unearthing what is there for them. And it is an art form. And it it can take time in the sense of you have to be willing and open to exploring yourself to begin to really access what's there so um, this is kind of coming out also alongside my three-week immersion called holding And this is aimed at um, yoga teachers, facilitators, coaches and guides who are maybe like feeling that, oh, there's something there, but I can't quite grasp it. I can't quite put my hand on it. And I want to be able to access that more readily. Or I can feel it. I can kind of see it 
but I haven't fully landed in it yet. And holding the the emotion is actually there to support you in accessing that. It's a foundational three weeks to really support the unearthing of that for you so that you can then go out into the world and offer these really beautiful spaces that feel deeply aligned and deeply true for you. Because sometimes what can happen is we can look around at other facilitators and guides and yoga teachers and be like, oh, but maybe I should be more like that. Maybe that's better. Maybe that's how I should do it. And we go external because we see other people who've maybe got a little bit more experience than us um, doing things and getting like good feedback or you know um they they just seem really at ease and comfortable and we're like okay maybe I should do that and actually what that is it isn't true to you you're looking at this external you're externally orientating out to something that isn't true to you you may receive a lot from it you may be like oh my god I want to be like this person because they, they've got a really good way of doing things. And that's beautiful. What an honour and what a compliment to that person. However, you are not that person. You have your own unique medicine. And that's what this three-week immersion is all about. And actually, like this was a huge piece of my journey. Was... So I, when I started to regularly teach yoga, I was teaching aerial and hot. If you didn't know me back then, I was very anxious and very disembodied and very little self-worth, very little confidence, was kind of recovering from some quite traumatic experiences from my early 20s and was disassociated a lot yeah there was a lot going on and this is how I started teaching yoga and there's nothing wrong with that because it was part of my journey and it got me to exactly where I needed to be but what happened was I was looking outside of myself I was seeing like certain yoga teachers within the city I lived in like doing what I deemed well and me just feeling like oh I'm not good or I don't I don't do such a solid class um you know all of the stories we tell ourselves and it really got me down and I was like okay well then I have to teach in a different way I have to teach like this because people like it. People like it. And I did for a while and it killed me. (laughs) It was exhausting because it wasn't true to me. And I couldn't keep it up. Like my, my journey with space holding is like, and I think one of the reasons why people found my classes quite challenging was because what I was unconsciously doing was take going into embodied explorations and into like a felt sense but not having the language at that point to be like oh I'm actually just teaching like 
threads of embodiment. So people would have like quite big emotional releases in my classes and that's not what people wanted, (laughs) I'll be honest. Um, But that was just the way that my space holding like was opening up to but I didn't quite know what was going on so I thought it was wrong. I thought it was wrong. Now I know and I did know back then that yoga is like has the opportunity for emotional releases but when you're teaching hot yoga the clientele is kind of majority and this isn't a blanket statement but um, majority more in preference to like a real hard vinyasa kind of like vibe as opposed to like getting in touch with the feeling state so I had this like massive polarity of like seeing other yoga teachers like smash out classes that people like yeah that's amazing um and um people feeling really strong and you know the the usual hot yolks vibe and then my classes being quite like tender and gentle and you know would open people up and not receiving feedback (laughs) and at that point I needed validation so much I was so insecure that I like like was seeing all of the other teachers getting these really um yeah that was an epic class kind of bro vibe um and yeah I wasn't receiving that so I made it mean something about me as a yoga teacher and I kept on trying to be something that I wasn't and it wasn't until autumn yeah autumn 2019 when I ran my first retreat in Ibiza where I actually allowed myself to teach exactly how I felt called to teach and it was such a big unravelling for me because I was then able to see the beauty in the way that I taught and that I didn't have to become someone else or be like someone else or to push or force my way into being this like yoga bunny to actually see the value in the way that I teach and the way that I I held space and it was actually at that point within my like facilitating journey that I started to be able to see just how of value At this point I had the language, began to have the language for it, this space holding way that I had naturally was able to support my work. And this is the beauty of like starting to access your own space holding capabilities is they're already inside of you already. They just need to be drawn out and that's what the holding immersion is going to be doing or going to support you to begin to access it's this like gentle kind of bringing everything that you are already forward 
and allowing yourself the space to really accept and acknowledge these parts of you and your past experiences and the other pieces of work that you have had experience with in the past to open you up to your own blueprint you know there's an energetic blueprint within all of us that we all hold our own medicine for the world some people choose to go down the route of making it into their life's work others just naturally choose to live their lives as they wish to so maybe that is more in the mainstream world but actually the way that their medicine works when they access it is through those those threads and those connections that they offer and work with within the mainstream. What we require to do is actually just starting to draw it out, drawing it out and allowing it to come more and more to the forefront so that we as space holders can... It's almost like having a spiritual um, business card. Once we have this this tangibility to our space holding blueprint, we have this spiritual business card, this energetic business card. They're almost like we have these little antennae on our head with our little business card being like, hey, this is what I offer. And people will naturally start to become quite drawn to that naturally. And it's also like um, giving yourself a title. So one of the big things that I struggle with is I don't like to use the phrase medicine woman, shaman, shamanic practitioner, coach. (laughs) I don't like labels (laughs) Um, because I I feel like it can sometimes pigeonhole us. Which is also why I don't call myself a microdosing facilitator or a breathwork facilitator. I am those things, but that's not what I... One of those things is not my sole title. But what does help is... It's like a little um, signal to people. People like, oh yeah, so-and-so is breathwork facilitator. Or, oh, that person's a yoga teacher and she, she, she focuses on embodiment. Or, you know, so it is also really important to acknowledge and take ownership of our titles as well um and it's okay if you've got a big old list of them back in my back in my day I was also a massage therapist although for a very very short amount of time um so there's like things that we can and then we can also draw all of these skills into one thing and that's that's who we become you know there's not much opportunity for me now within the work that I share to massage people. But there are opportunities. When someone's got like technique or something in a in a breathwork session, I can gently massage their hands. Always just letting them know it's not going to be a very nice massage because hands can be rock solid at that point. But there's these tools that we can also bring in. So that kind of leads a little bit more into holding is holding will also help to remind you that all of the tools that you have already come with you all of the tools that you have 
already come with you. I did um, events management at uni. Have I gone into that in the mainstream? No. Do I run a lot of events? Absolutely. There's transferable skills there. So on a very practical side as well, like holding is there to not only like activate your energetic space holding blueprint it's also there to kind of like help you in a very tangible way and practical way of seeing what you already have here that you can see a bit more clearly and feels a little bit more grounded into your reality to then support you also there's this big loud car that just went past so if you heard that that's what that was um let me just feel into where else we need to go with this being a space holder is also about being a space holder for yourself and this i think is something that is missing a lot from this field, this industry, because when we come into this space of wanting to be in service to others, we can be looking so externally that our energy is outside of our bodies, that we're like, oh, I must be, I must, I must kind of like help, I must support, and it actually becomes a bit of an identity. And we can then fall into the rescuer um, archetype, which doesn't serve anyone and is going to be something that we go into in quite a lot of detail um, within this program. It's really, really beautiful. Um, unwinding. And it's a, an unwinding that will start in holding, but it's a lifelong unwinding because it's most likely quite a lifelong um, pattern and conditioning that we hold. So that's one of the things that we will be exploring. But one of the other things that we will be exploring is the the mirror that uh, our own space holding can be for us. You may have experienced within spaces before a shutting down of someone's experience If you've ever been in someone's spaces like that, I highly recommend you do not go back. I am a bona fide space holding snob (laughs) and I'm okay with that. But I'm very, very fussy around who holds space for me. I will not go to a lot of events, whether that's online or in person, if I don't believe that the facilitator can take me to the depths that I am able to go. If I feel like there's any judgment that may come from that space, you bet your ass I'm not going to step into that space. So what we, so yeah, you may have been in um, circles or sessions or whatever, um, where something's been shut down or there's been this oh well no maybe it was this or you know there's this 
in acceptance of what the person or yourself, if it was you who experienced it, um, was processing or going through. In those moments, that is a direct mirror back to the parts of the facilitator or space holder and the parts of themselves that they are in rejection of or denial of or just unable to hold or process within themselves you know it it's a direct mirror back to ourselves when we are in a space holding space I said space so many times um it is a mirror back to us and as we open and as we integrate more within ourselves there's this this opening that starts to happen and the it, there's this real beautiful like deepening and dropping down into kind of what comes up in our sessions as well you know you'll notice the more and it is an evolution and that's one of the things that I really want to kind of like anchor in withholding is this is a foundational space for you to then go out and practice and evolve and open to more and there's a lot of big stuff that we're going to start to explore in holding as well to really anchor you in and kind of set you set you on your way send you on your way with it being a space holder is probably one of the most in my opinion humbling and honoring experiences it's humbling because we are in witness to the full spectrum of what it means to be human in all expressions and that's honouring as well the two live side by side it's humbling and honouring because we get to really see humanity and we actually what we see is we we start to get these like little x-ray vision glasses I like to call them where we can see through the story the wounding the hurt beyond all of it to the the like deeper essence of the the being the human in front of you and what they're sharing as well as being able to hold the potential projections the potential wounding the the stories the beliefs the patterns and seeing it all as a real beautiful gift for the uh, not the facilitator for the participant because you can see them in a way that they maybe aren't able to see themselves just yet and you get to as the facilitator without being in any form of like guru higher position than them you get to see that they you get to see their highest highest being highest self and you get to see their humanness you get to see it all but you get to see this beautiful essence of this being in a way that they most likely aren't able to see themselves in that moment and you get to see the human in all of it and that is 
one of the most beautiful things. So I just want to share a few a few points or a number of points that we're going to explore during the holding immersion. Now this list is not the full list. I'll pop all of the information in the show notes um, for you to look at in more in greater detail. So some of the things that we're going to be looking at is how to hold polarizing experiences within spaces that you hold and finding finding ease within yourself whilst these differences are at play. We're going to be starting to awaken the lean back energy within your role as a facilitator. Um, This lean back energy actually creates more creates more energetic space within your sessions for a deeper transformation so it's all very light body based so it's that the lean back energy is a very subtle energy that will start to draw your awareness into two of the things that we're going to be working on that are really important is how to hold yourself in the space and how to support yourself energetically after working with others. This was a huge one for me. This was a mega one for me. Especially in my early days of teaching yoga, I would feel like I'd been hit by a bus afterwards. And I was like, why am I feeling this way? And I think this is something that's really missed as well from uh like facilitator yoga teacher coaching trainings is actually like how to clear your energy field yourself so that you're not taking on all the energies getting stuck in your body one of the things that i'm really looking forward to exploring within this immersion is how to allow your human your human expression as you are and your own past experiences that's life experience but also like work experiences to be a beautiful foundation for your spaces so it all comes and is like comes very naturally from who you are at your essence already without having to change anything but also without over identifying with um with the stories of your past so that you're not making the space about you but you are also this fountain of knowledge and humanness and are really in a in a deeper truth of who you are without abandoning your values without abandoning your thoughts your feelings your expression in that moment Mm, oh yeah I'm just going down a list I'm just going to add a couple more to this so boundaries how to hold boundaries within your spaces and afterwards as well and also your line of responsibility as a space holder because we can sometimes leak over into taking responsibility for what is not ours but we will go into that in so much detail because 
you've been around a while, you know how much I love the topic of responsibility. Another thing that I'm really looking forward to, and I've, I've spoken a little bit into this already, is exploring the rescuer. The rescuer and victim paradigm and how it shows up in healing spaces. Oh, it's going to be a good, good one. It's a little bit of a spicy topic for some because it can be a little bit confronting. But, slash and, it is one of the most liberating things to look into for yourself as well as your spaces. It's a full liberation for everyone. When more and more people explore this paradigm and really see how it shows up within work, life, relationships, etc. It serves as such a huge opening and it's so beautiful. It's been one of the most liberating journeys of my life. So good. And then we'll also have space for Oh, what am I going to read next? So there will also be opportunity for bespoke, deep, bespoke deepening into your own space holding with um, kind of like little adjustments and feedback as well throughout the programme. Now, this isn't like we're going to do a role play kind of vibe. Um, I don't do that. <laughs> I don't do that. <laughs> But we'll have like opportunities where we can, you, there'll be space for you to kind of speak your ideas and your visions and everything. And then the invitation for feedback will be there. And it's not a feedback in the sense of like, oh, you will need you need to do it this way. But it's an, it'll be feedback in a way of like this this way of kind of like coaching you into a deeper expression of that. So it's not a again it again I don't know if I've spoken this into this podcast it's not actually about you becoming a space holder like me this is all about accessing your own blueprint so any questions that are offered in that space for feedback with consent is that you will the questions offered will be there to deepen you into what's already there and then I'll just end with one final point but again as I said there's so much more here and I'll pop the link to it in the show notes so you can go and have a, a read yourself but one of the things that I find is really important that's missed quite a lot is how to create spaces that support your client's mind and nervous systems especially within group settings and this isn't something that's really spoken about um, and it's actually a really 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 simple way of doing it and yet it's it is missed a lot so we will go into that we're going to go into so much more as well this is going to be a really really special group we start on the 31st of may and we're together for three weeks so the program runs 31st of may to the 21st of june within that time we have three weekly calls which are two and a half hour long calls <clears throat> excuse me and within those two and a half hours we will have a little bit of a break in the middle because two and a half hours is long we'll be going into a combination of embodied explorations like practical teachings and q a within the three weeks we will also have 
a live embodiment and rebirthing breathwork journey as well. That date will be agreed upon with the group once the group is together. You will also receive a body of practices, like a practice library, to support journal questions, hints, tips, personal explorations. There'll be a group telegram space for community questions, coaching in between the calls, basically anything and everything that comes up in between the calls can go in there and you will receive support there. That will be open. I will be in that space Monday to Friday, nine till five. I take the weekends off, but I will respond to anything that comes through over the weekend um, on the Monday. 